ask you to do is believe. Really believe. We'll go back. I'm afraid I'm a very unwilling adventurer. Yes, the city, of course. Of course, we're bound to get some mercury there. Yes, we're bound to. Well, I mean, what else can we do, Today's episode. Question for you. What does fear breed? Potatoes? No. Hatred and war. It's oh. true. This is a message for our times. Yes. Fear breeds hatred and war. No, you're right, actually. I don't know who said it, but it was in there somewhere. Good. I wrote it down. Do you think Nina Curry would have liked that? Do you Me and in PVC. Really... Is there only one magnet on? I think so. Is it like the Scarrison? <laughs> yes! Oh my god, the breastfeeding power supply of Zygons and of the Daleks. The magnet no, of the Thals. Of the Thals, you fool. So the doctor um, admits that he's been a bit of a twat. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's a good job you're not vindictive, isn't it? <laughs> and Ian's like, yeah, but can you get my effing name right next time? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to World Enough and Time. How are you? I'm very good. Where are you? Where are we? We're in the Coromandel. We are together in the Coromandel. We are. Mental. There are fairy lights above our heads. We're in a, under a sort of canopy. Um... In a little holiday home area. Big thanks to my wonderful friend Ash, the most wonderful person in the world, who's let us use her family's batch for a week while my bro is here. So, thanks Ash, and um, we're making the most of it. Yeah, this is me pouring whiskey. Is it too early for whiskey? It's 5.35, I think it's the perfect time. <laughs> it is a bit. feels later than that. <laughs> As you can probably t- tell, my voice is a bit rubbish. So as soon as I arrived in Australia to do two weeks of training, one week in Australia, one week in New Zealand, my voice just went proper laryngitis. But I've pl- I battled on like the plucky Brit I am. And since I've got here, it's not really recovered because I've just talked. Yes. Every few seconds you say, I really shouldn't be talking. And then talk for a lot longer. I've, also, I've also sung. You have done lots of singing. <laughs> Some pretty classy singing. Classy singing on the beach today. You could honour the audience with a, a rendition of something a bit special. Not now. Okay. Maybe later if they're good. Okay. So um, just a serious thing to get out of the way first of all, and that is um, this particular episode of the podcast is in memory of the late, great Paul Condon, who was a really lovely friend, Doctor Who fan. Um, I didn't know him brilliantly well but I met him three or four times and whenever we we met we talked um, animatedly about Doctor Who, Secret Army, Tenko. It was actually um, a Tenko reunion at the Imperial War Museum where we launched the book Mm. and the Secret Army evening, um, the theatre evening where Angela Richards did her songs from the the show. Oh fab. 
Um, and we always got on very well. And um, we even talked about doing a Secret Army podcast at one point. Mm. But these things that, that never end up happening. But um, look, here you are with me now. I know, doing a podcast. But um, there's so many people who've said nice things about Paul, and I just wanted us to be another couple of people who said nice things. I'll second what you're saying. I don't know him, but I, know. I believe you are correct. <laughs> yes. Well, the outpouring of love on social media makes it very clear that I'm correct. Um, okay. What have you been watching on television? I just want to check in with you on that. What have I been watching on television? Well, let me tell you. I've been watching a lot of um, that terrible first dates show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Classy. Can't deny it. Um, oh, the 100. Oh, no, you've got to call it the 100, apparently. What's that? Um, you, uh, oh, Janae from Neighbours. That's all you need to know. I don't know who's that. Oh, you did remember Janae from Neighbours. Really, don't. back in the day. No. Um, anyway. Um, <coughs> yeah, no, terrible. Kids American show. <laughs> so, How about you? So I must plug the Romanoffs, which I thought, I don't want to watch the Romanoffs because I know what happens to the Romanoffs. They all die horribly. And this, the episodes start off with the reconstruction of the murder of all the Romanov's family in 1918 in Russia. Kind of, uh, the Russian Revolution happened. I thought, well, this would be bleak. But then I didn't realise it's an anthology series, and every episode's different, and it's so good! Well, it's very variable, actually. Episode oh. 1 is amazing, episode 8 is amazing. Oh, you didn't tell me that when you were recommending it. I did! It, it was totally amazing! Did. Episode 3 is really, really weird. Yeah, you tell me about the good episodes. You didn't say there's some rubbishy ones. The one that everyone says is the worst one, I really enjoyed. It was all around Mexico City. Um, anyway. Good to know. The Romanoffs. Thank you. It's an Amazon original. Oh, I've my list. should watch it. Thank you. Now, I don't remember what we start with, but I, have, I feel like I need a reminder of what the usual first thing is. Do we talk about the Hall of Fame from the week before? Do we ever do that? Or do um, we just forget? I have a feeling that a feathered friend might talk about the Hall of Fame this time. Oh my god! Oh no. She's here already. She's, she's come before the quiz. <gasps> she's amazing! She knows how much value she adds. She's just integral to our show's brain work now. And she's flown all the way to the Coromandel. Hey, Kalia! <laughs> What have you got in your beak, love? She's looking quite perky. She is? Yeah. Is anywhere nice? Did you stop anywhere on the way? I think that means she went to the hot water beach. Oh, good. Which we good. intend to go to soon, do we not? I don't know. I don't know if I'm bothered. What? Did water get... on a beach that's hot? I know. All the ingredients are there. So, her scroll, which I am now unfurled. Good. Reads that last episode we had the biggest ever Hall of Fame vote. What? Now I say last episode. I always mean the last episode, but one. Oh, do you? Because we got we're so behind, or well, not behind. It's just we're we, ahead. We, we schedule well. We schedule well. So, we don't overcommit. No. So the last episode was Castrovalva, but the episode we're talking about is Day of the Daleks. Amazing. I know. Could tell that I know I this. Love that we're such old news. <laughs> <laughs> we can't blame the Kaliak when we ourselves are always old news. <laughs> so anyway, um, what it says on the Kaliak scroll is that we had the biggest ever Hall of Fame vote, and the winner <gasps> was the controller. What? I know, not Anna. What about Team Annat? I know. Vote Anna for the win. Where I have, are you guys? I have to say that um, Anna did get 
get lots of support on social media. Mm. So stop your whining. Turn that into votes, please, people. Yeah. Just so you know, today as well, being as we like a bit of old news, the Netherlands just won Eurovision. I don't think I'm spoiling that information for anyone right now. <laughs> Indeed. It was quite a surprise, though, wasn't it, at the end? It was. But we like that. We do. We like a surprise of the Euro song variety. Goodness, it wasn't the terrible Swedish one. Or the terrible Italian one. Yes. What was that about? I don't know. Yeah. Old news. Right, Kaliak. Now that we've just got used to the fact that you've just come up with crap, you've done quite well. I know. That's almost newsworthy. It was amazing. And really, it's all that people want to know about. More stuff about the show. Yeah. Fab. Good work. Fly away safely. <laughs> so, now, she's confused me flying in early like that. She does that. I think it must be time for a quiz. <gasps> oh, that reminds me. There is something I've been watching recently, something that's been giving me a lot of joy. Richard Osman's House of Games. Richard Osman's House I love it. It's so good seeing very old celebrities and not well-known people. Do They're not that old. Oh, I guess. I, but Janet Ellis was on it the other day. Oh, I love Janet Ellis. I know, but doesn't mean she's young. And Sarah S- Green. So good. Both Doctor Who luminaries. I know. Good. So the reason I mention that... Tell me. ...is because there's a game that you are now going to play. Oh, gosh. From Richard Osman's House of Games. <laughs> wow. And so... <coughs> You have to tell me who said this quote, but the quote I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say backwards. What? I know. I don't like the sound of this. It sounds hard. It's going to be amazing. But they're all from the doctor, so you've got a really good head they're start. They're all from the what? The doctor. You've just oh, got to right. which one. Okay. If you can get the story, you'll get two points. So there's 20 points up for grabs. I'm pert with excitement. Are you? And... You know lots of stuff, so I feel like you're going to be like, this is effing obvious. Okay. Okay. I was sad last time when you only got nine out of ten. <laughs> right. Well, that means I'm just going to give you a slightly shorter quote than I was going to give you. I'm just going to cut oh, it off no, halfway No, that didn't through. work very well. Interesting most, the means no by is it, but points to between distance shortest, the B may line straight A. What? <laughs> Can I see that written down? No, because then you see it the right way around, you dumbelina. Can I say it? Can I hear it again, please? Interesting most, the means no by is it, but points to, between distance shortest, the B may line straight A. No idea. I can't work that out. My brain just I know, I thought it might play with your brain. Okay. Something about... (laughs) Something... I'm getting mixed up with Pi and the Five Doctors, and it's not that. (coughs) I'm going to say it's the Third Doctor, just because it sounds like something he might say. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. And the story? No clue, because I haven't a clue what this is. You got it right! Yes! Would you like it properly? Yes. A straight line may be the shortest distance between two points, but it is by no means the most interesting. Oh. Time Monster. Warrior. Time Warrior. Yes. Warrior. Ah, a warrior. How goes the day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, right. 
Well, you did incredibly well for one, not knowing one it. One point to me. One point out of a possible two, let's remember. Well, there's only two... Oh, I see two points if you get the story yes, as well. 20 points up for grabs, Dumbelines. Even if you'd read that out to me, I wouldn't have got the time warning. <laughs> in fact, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that afterwards? I I'm can't confused. remember. Sometimes childish be can't. You, if upgrown, being in point, know theirs. Okay. So that is about... There's no point being a grown-up if you can't be childish sometimes. <gasps> Gosh, Which your is... brain is reprogrammed. It's either Trout or Baker, Tom Baker. I think it's Tom Baker. Yes! Good. <coughs> I feel like it's early because I can't see him saying it to Romana. I can see him saying it to Sarah or to Harry. Mm. So I'm going to say it's maybe even as early as Robot, the first story. Mm. Correct! Yes! Good job! Thank you. Three out of four so far. I'm liking this quiz. Can you keep a note of the points? It's I'm a bit difficult. disturbed by the fact that I'm really having to think, though. I'm enjoying it very much. Cold getting teas, the else somewhere, and injustice, there's somewhere, danger, there's somewhere. The Seventh Doctor Survival. Yes! <laughs> I know. Oh, somewhere else, the tea's getting cold. Come on, this. Ace, we've got work to do. Yes, I left that bit off. <laughs> God, glad you did. I had that on my wall at university. I think I'd printed it off. Did you? On a dot matrix printer, I imagine. Cute. Just to say, we haven't forgotten you, oh, Doctor Who. No. You're still there. God, we gave so much to the hope that it may one day come back. I know. We really did invest in that. Right. Back come, shall I? Yes. Back come, shall I? Day one. Oh, that's a good one. It's the first Doctor in Dalek Invasion of Earth. Oh, he's got it, he's got it. One day I shall come back. That's from when he's saying goodbye to Susie Ann. Susie Ann, pumpkin face. <coughs> Not actually called Susie Ann. I do wonder when, <laughs> worry when we say things like that, Doctor Who fans will be like, no, her middle name's not her name. That's, we know that. Yes, yes. About all is life, what are events? Beautiful, small people, some for. I'm getting good at this. What's the air aid siren about, though? That's the um, volunteer fire service. Good. I feel safer now knowing that. Good. Um, that is the fifth doctor in Earthshock. Very good! When he's trying to reason with the cyber leader. Yes. It's also about well-prepared meals or something. Partly. Good. Yeah. I don't know what the score is now. Well, you've only dropped a point. I've only dropped a point. So, rubbish at keeping score. I can tell you that. Facts the fit to views their alter, don't they? Common in thing one, have stupid very, the and powerful very, the no you. Ooh. <laughs> I think I know what that is, because I quoted it. Um, to someone at some point because I thought, oh, it's an evening Doctor Who, this brilliant thing. And if I'm wrong here, this has been a long lead up to something that's wrong. It's but I dead. think it's the fourth Doctor in the face of evil. Yes! It's about something about the powerful and the something change facts to fit their potatoes. You know, the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. They don't alter to their views to fit the facts. 
facts. They alter the facts to fit their views. I didn't give you that bit. Donald <laughs> Trump! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> right. Yeah. Intent your disguise never can. You but features your disguise may you. You may disguise your features, but you never disguise your intent. That's hard to get that right, you know. Mm. But I don't know who said it. It's either... No, you know, I think this is the fifth doctor. Mm. Possibly in Castrovalva. Mm. Very good try. Oh, King's Demons. Yes! Ah! I feel like I'm still doing well. Yes. After the first one, when I was like, I think this isn't my game. Yes. No, I think you've done very well. You've only dropped two. Good. So far. I know when we've got to the end that you've done a possible 20. <laughs> and then I can tell you your score. <laughs> right. <coughs> Us get that. Would wear but course of panic, could we? Happening was what new. I impression that you gave. I, if it appreciate, might you thought I. I have nothing. <laughs> it had to happen. I thought I was on a bit of a lucky roll there. I'm going to say the sixth doctor just because he hasn't come up yet. He hasn't. But it's not him, is it? No. Who is it? I'll give it you the front way around now. Okay. I thought you might appreciate it if I gave you the impression I knew what was happening. We could panic, of course, but where would that get us? I still don't know. Mm. I'm going to say the second doctor. Mm. No? The fourth doctor. Oh, in and what? The Keeper of Trarkin. I love the Keeper of Trarkin. Love it. Good. We should do that at some point. We should. Be fun, the wood where happen to going. Was that everything new, I if? If I knew it, everything that's going to happen, where would the fun be in that? Mm. Um, I think that that is... Mm. You've dropped four points so far, so just to keep them. I think this might be. Um... Oh, by the way, is this just classic? Yeah. Phew. I think it's Patrick Troughton. Good. Second Doctor. No. Fourth Doctor. Fourth Doctor again. Still Keeper of Trark in Part One. <laughs> I'm confused because I feel like this. There might have been a typo on this person's website that I'm stealing all these quotes from. <laughs> but anyway, let's believe that they're correct. Mm-hmm. Right, splendidly on, get to going, R.I. and you understood that as long as sense talk can anybody well, you have that noticed, you've, oh, ah-ah. Uh, uh. bloody hell. There's something about getting on splendidly. I think the thir third Doctor might say it to Joe when he meets her, so I'm going to say third Doctor, Terror of the Autons. No, and this is where I feel we've got a real big typo. In, in the quiz because the last three have all been from the Keeper of Chark in part one but it says that this one is by the fifth doctor and that feels unlikely <laughs> actually he would say splendidly wouldn't he but so he's definitely probably, Keeper of Chark in. yeah so it's the actual quote is it starts with Adric saying no no I'm just saying that a lot of the time you don't really make sense and then the doctor says aha you've noticed that have you well anybody can talk sense as long as that's understood you and I are going to get on splendidly I think that is the fourth doctor in Keeper of Tarkin so we've had three in a row from the fourth doctor in the Keeper yeah. of Tarkin yeah I feel like we've got stuck in a chronic hysteresis <laughs> which is appropriate season, is seven, season 18 though but it's the wrong yes. story but anyway yes there you go good I think the last bit scuppered you somewhat 
Absolutely. You should watch The Keeper of Traken, I fear. I feel like the universe is telling us to watch Keeper of Traken. Three, four, five, six, and... I think you've got ten out of twenty. What, is that all? Yeah, because you muffed up the last three. I hate you. Muffer. <laughs> Muffer, Anne. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, oh well. But... So I did a quiz. Yes! It was very good. I enjoyed it very much. Quiz winner. it challenged me. Yes, it did. Deeply. Yes. So, it's now time to turn our attention. Oh. We decided to go quite a long way back this time, didn't we? Yes. Do you need a light to see your notes? I really do, because (laughs) mine aren't illuminated like someone who's a little bit swish. So, where can we get a light from? Because we really need one, don't we? I know that. I'll use my phone until it dies. Will you? I will. Okay. So, it is time to go back to... <gasps> the Daleks. Doctor Who and the... No. Oh, that's shit. the film. Damn it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that people knew it was the story, not the monsters. Indeed. <laughs> Stone, look. Very brittle stone. It it crumbles when you touch it. Look. It's petrified. How fascinating. A petrified jungle. Hmm. Extraordinary. Yes, I must really investigate that. Couldn't have been heat then. An age of merry decay. What could have caused your grandfather? I don't know. I don't know. But I intend to find out. Good. So shall I do a bit of an intro to if the Daleks? If you could, please, because I can't remember it. So, probably the most important Doctor Who story of them all, bar the first one, in the sense that it secured Doctor Who's success. Mm. Suddenly, the nation was watching. Really? In winter 1964. Mm. 60, no, winter 63. January 64. January, February. As... We all felt, well, they all fell in love with the Daleks and the excitement of our travellers, Ian, Susan, Susan and Barbara, fighting the, the metal menace for the very first time. And the first of many appearances, some might say too many. Yes, I would. I would too. Um, but when you said the Daleks, I was like, yes, of course. Created by Terry Nation, although designed by Raymond Cusick. Yes, that I really do get annoyed with how... People think that each knobbly bit was Terry Nation's thought. It was just the idea of them that he came up with, wasn't it? What is even worse is the Trivial Pursuit question box from the 80s, which used to say that Terry Nation actually created Doctor Who. <gasps> I know. Rude. Bad. But, um, of course, Sidney Newman, who is kind of assigned as creator of Doctor Who, he was furious with Ferrity Lambert for coming agreeing a story which was about BEMs, bug-eyed monsters. Yes. But we just watched the documentary thing after we watched the Daleks. And I hadn't realised this thing about the idea about the Daleks. That yes, it was good. What was it? Their brains had got so big that they kind of they'd outgrown their bodies and their bodies could no longer hold them. And that's why they would... Have they, the metal casings. Yes, it was a Which lovely I, I don't idea. think I'd ever heard that before. No. So, the Daleks. Yes. Directed by Christopher Barry and Richard Martin, I think. I feel like Christopher Barry's a better director than Richard Martin. I don't know why I'm saying this. But there's certain bits that I thought were amazing, and I will bring those up as we go through. Good. And I think also we must attribute some of the glory of the Daleks to David Whittaker, who was the script editor, and I think was really there to develop the characters. Good. Yes. Good man. 
Terry being more of an ideas man. Yes. More of a sort of, well, he came up with the Daleks. He did. Petrified Jungle. Good ideas. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've no idea who did what. <laughs> I feel like you were there. And it was like these guys saying, I'm doing that bit. You're doing that bit. Indeed. You know it all. Right. Things to share? Well, I thought we could start by talking about our first experience of watching the Daleks. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you like, look, you look I was thinking that. that, too. I've made loads of notes about that. So can I just say, then, from me, yeah, back to me. Back to you, <laughs> yeah. 1981, The Five Faces of Doctor Who. The first story they showed, An Earthly Child, which I just loved. And I was like, why has everyone kept a secret? this a secret from me about how amazing Doctor Who was at the start? But, of course, it ends on the cliffhanger of them arriving on Scarrow and the radiation meter going bonkers. And I'm like, you can't actually just... Put leave that on and leave yes. me there on Scarrow and I'll never find out what happens. I, I honestly believed I'd never find out what would happen. Aww. So when in 1989, 1990, somewhere around there, yeah. it came out and I hot-footed it to the WH Smiths mm. in Stafford and got in, in two video boxes, wasn't it? Yep. And I think we probably watched it together yep. the first time. Yeah, probably. Um, do you remember your memories of it then or not? Um, I, I can't remember. I, I remember generally thinking it was pretty cool. Like I certainly didn't feel like bored by it. Like I imagine I probably like, I don't know if I was to get my kids to watch it now, they'd be like, what the actual hell? But for yeah. me, I remember really loving it. Um, yeah. I remember thinking the Thals were kind of a little bit, a bit twattish, but a little bit cool all, all at the same time. I remember thinking yeah. they were really, because obviously they weren't anything like life in the late 80s or early 90s. They were clearly 60s types, which just for me as a kid felt really strange. And their terrible blonde hair and their PVC was <laughs> just quite fabulous. Um, but also, I guess for me, it was good that I saw it before I saw Genesis. I mean, obviously it came before Genesis, but... You would assume... Oh, for, so you saw it before you saw Genesis the Dalek? Yes. How weird. Yes. And so, to be honest, this time of watching it, I think it's probably the first time I've seen it since having seen Genesis. So I, there were so many bits of it that I was like, well, why didn't they... Cause, because it's a prequel, like I just kind of feel like Genesis could have picked up on so many of the mm. clever plot devices. But it didn't. And it really didn't. Like it, it just went against so much of it. The fact that they were always called the Daleks. Yes, the people, the Daleks. They said they that at one point, Carlets, didn't they? The people, yes. the Daleks, I know. It was yeah, a shame. And just kind of the Thals being the warring ones and yeah. the other ones being the the more pacifist and gentle ones. The Daleks oh, yes. Being. Yes, that was all new information. Oh, of course, I'd forgotten that. That was fascinating. It was, wasn't yeah. it? I love that moment when Ganatus posed in front of the TARDIS when they're talking about how we were the warrior race. Mm. But now we're just farmers. Mm. <laughs> I like that. But I yes. think they quite the they didn't quite get the concept of in their cultural history they had been warriors as opposed to ten years ago we were warriors. Like the guy was like, Oh yeah, we used to be warriors. <laughs> like, oh like, yes, I see, yeah. Towards the end when they're like, Oh, you know, we remember what it's like. No, you've effing don't do it's like hundreds of years ago. You have no memory. You everyone has died since then. And but I think they played hard and fast with this generational idea, didn't they? That it wasn't quite played out right. Yes, they weren't quite clear on the time that had elapsed since the Indeed. neutron bomb. Well we do know that it happened in one day. Yes. 
which was just wiped. I like the, the the yes, it wasn't a war. No, that had been going for years and which years. Which is what it was, it was in, in Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, they really just all of that was kind of, oh. and I lo- I because I know Genesis so well and obviously love it as people do. Yeah. Um, it just felt like a shame because both of them are great. They're just completely different concepts. Yeah. And this one, I just thought the story behind this is actually really fun. Well, not fun. <laughs> it's a little bit violent. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, there's a lot more so than other William Hartnells. There was yeah. a lot of thought behind why they had got to this point. And there was, yeah, it was just, it was really... I can see why this cemented it in people's hearts. It was like, a, yeah, this is a story that has lots going on. There's a whole world behind this. Um, so, yeah, that was what came to me initially. Gosh. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you kindly. <laughs> so, um, what came to me watching it this time around and how it was different, yeah, it was partly that stuff being wrong, <laughs> which I hadn't really noticed very much, but um, also that I just think... It's really spacey. It's really sort of fun and complete in its own right. And I could see why when they did the, the film mm. that they thought, oh, yeah, this is a good film in its own right. Yeah. I could see how they could think that. Yeah. And that's the point. that I think that was also coming into play. Quite often I was thinking, well, at least they haven't got gold heads, like a gold hair like they did in the Daleks film. And, yes. And at least it's not that. But then I say that. Loads of people love the Daleks film. Right, but they don't like the... They don't like the um, originals so much, but I don't know. Maybe that's for the silly people who like shiny things. Maybe. Ideally, what we want is a laboratory. Stephen, look. Why don't we separate and go different ways and meet back here in, say, ten minutes, all right? Fine. I'll go this way. So, into episode one? Yes, please. Okay, so... um. The first thing I want to say is about the jungle. I think it's very cool and the breaky off bits and the and the, the stone and all that stuff. Yeah. Like. But um, the Magnodon. I never understood the Magnodon. Tell me about it. Sorry, I feel like I've heard this for the first time. <laughs> What's the Magnodon? <laughs> the Magnodon is that weird creature that's metal. Oh, oh I, I quite like that because it's just painting a picture of a whole different world. Where mm. things were metal, it's expl- it's give the doctor a chance to talk about magnetic things yes. and about how things work. Because later, Dione comes up to Ganatus. Yes. Ganatus. Ganatus. Um, I never know when you're take when you're joking, when you're being serious, and she, they're talking about the Magnodon. Because he says it's dead, and she's like, "Well, of course it is." She's odd, but anyway, and he says this line about, "Yeah, we can use the Magnodon to charge our hand chargers or something to to charge our hand." Things they use the magnodon as a sort of charging battery. Ganatus does. Yes, that's weird. Like it's a really weird line. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Like they suckle from it. No, <laughs> not suckle. <laughs> get some sort of yeah, but power banks from it. It's I don't a, understand. It's a version of breastfeeding, if you ask me. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think you've moved on a bit fast. Sorry, I've gone way sake. on, and we haven't even met the stars yet, have we? No, and sorry. also, <laughs> yes, I haven't even left the TARDIS oh, in my sorry. notes. And um, we're back in the room. We're back in the console room. <laughs> I'm very in 
interested. Tell me. That Barbara really wants to break the doctor's legs. She says that. Sometimes what? I just want to break his leg. She doesn't say that. She says it. <laughs> so good. She says, oh, it's interesting. Is it sometimes he's so fun and other times you just want to break his legs. And I'm like, no, I think you say, doesn't he say, she says that sometimes you want something bad to happen to him. I'm sure she says she wants to break his leg. I sometimes do make notes that are false. <laughs> I think she, says she wants something <laughs> no, bad really to happen to him. No, she wants to break his leg. Okay. <laughs> well, I suppose we'd better make sure he doesn't fall down and break a leg. Don't you ever think he deserves something to happen to him? Yes. Really? And also, I really like something that I wrote here because it's a real Kiwiism that makes me look, makes me feel happy. Is that I felt that Barbara was looking filthy. <laughs> <laughs> filthy is something that they say when they're feeling really angry. Oh, I was filthy. Filthy look. But no, but they would they wouldn't say That's the it, look. But they say, oh, I was filthy. Really? Yeah, it's really a angry. really nice Kiwiism. I think whenever she's wearing that blouse, she's quite filthy. Yeah. <laughs> And also, sorry, I'm moving too far now, but it was just, I was in a Barbara vein. But yeah, just how pissed she is about going to the city. She's just like, I'm so angry with everyone right now. I can't believe how angry she is during all of it. Yes. Because later on, she's, She's like, I don't care how many Thals die. I know, I just want to get we, home. We're going to get home. I don't care how many people we have to throw yeah. under the Dalek <laughs> to die. I'm getting home, yeah. bitches. She's, yeah, she's really harsh. Harsh. Yeah. And she's like, really angry with Ian for being slightly reasonable and caring about And like about Ian and Susan life. are saying nice things. And she's like, that's just, and like, that's just words. Yeah. I, I want to get home. Yeah. And, oh my God. And that's when the doctor says, oh, I'm really starting to like this side of you, Barbara. I know. Like, yeah, I love the Barbara's starting people. to be like, the first doctor in these really early stories when he's nasty <laughs> also to say about Hartnell brilliant hair oh yeah very bouffant in the first few episodes oh my goodness do you think you can do that to me blown <laughs> <laughs> hair dry to death yes brilliant loved it Buffon. Um, there are some nice little dialogue pieces between Ian and Barbara mm. which are unnecessary and therefore I think they're Whittakerisms which are like um I really believe we will get back. And oh yes, you know, I am a very unwilling adventurer, oh, and all yes. this stuff. And it's very nice, and it doesn't move on the plot. No, but it but helps it you makes care you invest them. and care. Yeah. And I I wrote down quite modern in a way, where they have these little asides about how they're feeling, because oh, yes. a lot of earlier yes, Doctor Who they don't do this. The, it does that help the plot? Well, shut up then. It's yeah. like the radiation meters on this. Yeah. Oh, there's a weird creature out here. What do we do next? Whereas this is, I feel this. Mm, How do you feel? Good. And yes. That was down to a specific person. I feel like you're David Whitaker. David Whitaker. Well done, David so Whitaker. Is he the man who makes the chocolate? No, no, no. <laughs> um, why have I written the words "gulf of understanding"? Because there was a gulf of understanding. What is that? I don't know. Okay, right. The, ah, the thing. The Tell thing me that the I'm thing. About, um, <coughs> is someone? Yes, I think the Daleks or Athar. I think it's the Daleks. Describe Barbara and Susan as a girl. And a woman. And I'm like, how can you tell? Like, no one can tell. The age difference is so tiny between them. You'd be like, oh, you know, the people who are like three months apart yeah. in age. Those, the girl and the woman. I know. No. I just, I keep trying to work out why is everyone so intent on making out like there's a massive age gap between them when they clearly look like sisters. Yeah, I know. It's a bit odd. Can I just say I love the shot of the city and the music <gasps> yes. coming in? 
Let's have, a, let's have some strains amazing. of that music coming in. Think of the city, everyone, and the music coming in now. Good. Good, glorious. Yeah. And the beautiful. little eyeglasses with the, the, the little... They don't yeah. have binoculars, they have these stupid glasses. That's brilliant. That they keep passing to each other. <laughs> I remember liking that back in the day. Yeah, back when we watched it the first time. Yeah. Yes, but no, that cityscape thing was very stunning. And just kind of... Because often the stories that are like all of William Hartnell ones filmed in tiny little studios, you do feel quite constrained by it. Like the jungle is quite tight and constraining and you're like, this is a small space. And then suddenly you see that and you just feel like a whole world's been opened up. It's yeah. suddenly a, a big planet that they're on, not just a, a small space that they have to run around in and try and not go too fast because they'll go to the edges of the studio. It just felt <laughs> massive. Um, so... I don't know when it happens, but it's a roundabout here that Susan says that... The TARDIS mate... is fully automatic! The TARDIS is fully automatic! <laughs> Which we always repeated. Loved it! Ad infinitum. Yes. And also, one of the first heartlisms of glory. Brilliant. I do hope the effects outside of the ship haven't affected you too much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is up there with yes. classic Keys of Marinus one, my favourite one. Which is... What is it? Oh, I'll come back to that later because I've got notes. That's around about the time he says, and sof instead of so forth, doesn't he? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> yeah. And he has a patsy moment, doesn't he? He's, don't question me. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't quite say sweetie, but he's like, don't question me. <laughs> um, but I love the fact that they have Hartnell. Uh, I will not be questioned. Yes. yes. Oh, that's it. They have Hartnell soliloquizing, don't they? He like, comes to the front of the camera and he's like, Unwanted passengers. I didn't invite them here. <laughs> and he starts to have this little Shakespearean soliloquy at the front of the the screen. Does he get all of the lines right? I think he does at that Good bit. Good job. Good job, Wills. Yes. But. But. Lying fucker. I know. Mental. Mental lies. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna endanger us all because I'm a wee bit curious. But then I'm confused because he says they haven't got any mercury and that the fluid links need it. And later on, when they, later on, right in episode five he or says, something, we really don't. Have we any actually mercury. don't have any mercury. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. <laughs> but I think there was still enough mercury in the fluid links. Oh, well, so if the they got that fluid link about. back, yes, there would have been enough in there. But they Fine. needed some mercury anyway. They need. They do need to replenish supplies. I do hope they picked it up. I know. Yes. <coughs> Good. Yes. And yes, another thing I remember from when I first watched it mm-hmm. is I very much wanted my own little case of radiation oh, medicine. Aren't they cute? I really always wanted one. Yeah. I think it was just the fact that it was so perfect and silver looking on a forest floor and it just seemed so amazing. I just, Glorious. Yeah. Yeah. If only mum had got me radiation treatment for my... For my Christmas present, I would have been happy. She was quite unthinking, not getting you that, wasn't she? Rude. Yeah. Yeah. So, they anyway, they go along with this lie and they go to the city. The city, I love it. Yes. In, the interior is really good. I think there's something about this, this story where you do... I know they did it on a shoestring, but honestly, you do believe that this landscape exists. Mm. You do believe, like, the dark city is fast. You do believe that they've... Spent some time getting into that place. Yeah, and you know what direction it is from where you are now, and oh, it's over there, and that's how we get there. And yes, there, there's a real kind of a yes, there is a, a map in your head when yeah. you think of it. Absolutely. 
which is good. And I love the Gaudi-esque corridors. Yes. So it wasn't until I went to Barcelona. I can't remember what the house is called, but it's got the Melchiorie things on the top of it. Which were also Melchior was also Gaudi um, inspired. Back to the Keeper of Trakan. Yes, the God, universe is so screaming. many reasons. Um, but in that house in Barcelona, where they actually have those Gaudi sort of cut out um, doors, yes, sort of overly long. I can't what the, what the words are for those door entrances. I'm just going to call them Gaudi esque. Okay, asymmetric? No. I, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think could. Good I've just thought of another reason for Keeper of Trakan. Yeah. Cassia's birthday. What's that? It's Cassia's birthday on Friday. And she's named after Cassia from Keeper of Tarkin. Oh my God. Oh my God. So every, we should be doing Keeper of Tarkin, really. If anyone cared. Yes. Um, oh, I've got a question for you. Tell me more. Your Gaudi-esque doors. Yes. Asymmetric, let's call them. Yes. Do you recognise the noise they make? <clears throat> tell me. To me... It was absolutely the same as the doors opening in the war games, the Sidrat doors. Oh, it will be. Yes. They recycled the noises constantly. Constantly. I just kept imagining troops coming out. Yes. Marching. Keep that in your head. You'll stay in your happy happy place. Yeah. Um, There's one pit where Barbara, when she's feeling her way around the walls, Mm. brilliant direction. I'm going to say it was Christopher Burry's episode because they're always better. She actually puts her hand on the camera. As she's getting round to manoeuvre around, she actually puts her hand on the camera, which I thought was amazing. Yes, very Good work. Yes. And then also, I really believed in the lift, and the sudden elevator thing, and the silhouette of Barbara in there, and they're going down suddenly. Yes. Which was really claustrophobic, and very good. It was. Yes. Anything else? You fool. You old fool. Is that what he said to, to, to the doctor? Yes. About the fluid link. Rude. I can't remember who said it. I was imagining it must have been Barbara who said that because she was filthy the whole time, but it was probably you. <laughs> yes. So we have, let's go to the um, the entrance of the Daleks. Well, we have the, obviously, we have the end of episode one. Dalek plunger being held by production assistant Michael Ferguson, who went on to direct Doctor Who. Yes. And Barbara screams. She does a good scream, doesn't she? It's a good earthy scream. Does she? Well, good. You know, when she's the first person to meet a Dalek, come on, remember the moment, end of episode one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, there. Good scream. Good scream. I was always jealous of a good scream, because my screams were all, all rather... Uh. <laughs> I was never a good screamer. Have a go. When we used to do tape Have stories, a go. Do you remember, I just did it. Was ah! that it? <laughs> <laughs> you were always a much better screamer for the tape stories. Oh, I can imagine I was. You were so good. Um, so... When the Daleks are revealed to Ian and the Doctor and Susan, there's this brilliant pullback shot. They must have thought, right, we'll flip the camera back. And those cameras were huge. So I think it must have been, I know they were on wheels, the cameras, but I reckon something pulled the camera back. Yes, it works really well, that, doesn't it? And you suddenly see the Daleks coming in. Yes. To think to do that. Yeah. Because even in, like, much later Doctor Who, they think, oh, we'll just introduce a a monster in long shot. Yeah. Like, the worst example is in Two Doctors. With um, the Santarans are actually introduced in long shot in a courtyard. Oh, I don't remember that. It's just like, oh, the Santarans just there. Oh. It's like, what? <laughs> but this is Lazy. really good intro. You've got us here. Now I'm going to make sure that you get us back. Chesterton, this is. We are wasting time. We should be looking for Barbara. He's right, Grandfather. We are wasting oh, time. Child, if only you'd think as an adult sometimes. Oh, very well. Very well. Let's go, then. Let's go. 
My legs, my legs, I can't feel my legs. Oh, such a classic. Now, I remember watching a daytime TV show. Mm. Um, it's probably about 15, 20 years ago now. And it was one of those things where it's like, I think it was What We Watch or something it was called. And they're introducing former MP Edwina Curry about things she liked. And they showed this clip of Ian getting his legs exterminated, well, hurt. And, um, and then the presenter said, so why have you chosen this clip, Edwina Curry? And she's like, because I was in love with William Russell. Oh. Yes. And she thought he was the bee's knees. Gosh. I know. And then had an affair with John Well, we John didn't know Major. about the affair with John Major at that point. Gross. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, um. Like I, the bit where yeah. Barbara says, do you think there's someone inside them? Mm. And then Susan laughs. She does. She does <laughs> like, their sort of idiot. Like, weird laugh. <laughs> But isn't that so clever? Because it's yes. like well, drawing is, attention but... to the fact that there was. Yes, but also... But also... Of, yeah, highlighting it en- en- enough to kind of ridicule it almost. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was quite cool. But then this idea that the, it was to house their big brains thing, we now know, is the re- was the idea yes. of that. Amazing. Um, I've written down anti-radiation gloves. I don't know what that's about. No. Were there anti-radiation... Oh, I know. I think this is my spell checker, correcting drugs to gloves. Oh. Is it? The file of drugs left outside the TARDIS, remember? Yes, what about them? It's possible that they may have been anti-radiation gloves. Drugs. I I can't be certain. But it does give us a chance. One of my favourite things ever about episode two, always. I think we used to do it. We used to stand in the front room at 107 Exeter Street, Stafford. And do jungle uh, running. Jungle running. <laughs> <laughs> with the, as if we're doing it now. As if the trees are hitting into our faces. Quick! The no, also, I'm gonna hit the edge of the studio, so I'm Quick, gonna, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna run spot. on the spot for a little bit and then we can tell when I'm doing this bit. Phew, I'm back in the TARDIS. Yes. But I always remember thinking when she gets that back there, she's quite a brave little thing. Yes. Because she has to she's got the drug, she's back in the TARDIS, it's all safety Anne. Yes. But then she has to go back out again and there's a lightning flash. End of episode two. Yeah, then she's straight back in seconds. She's got a lot to shoulder, hasn't she? Mm. So, but who does she meet once she happens outside of the TARDIS in episode three? Well, I we're being really... very linear this time. We're doing very well sticking to it. Well, well or boring. Oh, okay. Um, I always very much remember calling him Aladon, but no one calls him that. It's Aladdin. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Do you think it's a play on Al- Aladdin? You see, that's the thing I was thinking because Christy. When he says Aladdin, he actually says Aladdin. Ah. Wow. I know. But why? <laughs> There's no I link whatsoever. Gonna, no, I'm just going to sing some words. A whole new world. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> yeah. I don't think your throat is up to this. Please stop the singing. Any excuse to stop the singing. Any stopping of the singing is good. But what I love is the way they introduced Aladdin or mm. Aladdin. Mm. Is that he stood there really quite high up, deliberately? Yes, quite imposing. Brilliant direction, imposing, yes. really high, like he could be massively tall. Yeah, like the Greek regenerated Romana who the Doctor rejects. Oh yes, yes, really tall. Her. And Susan looks up, and it's like he is like a Greek god. Yes, I mean he's not massively attractive. 
he's got but I think hair. they're supposed to be. I think possibly in the 60s he was. Oh, do you think? I think they're all supposed to be beautiful. I would say Gannatus is good looking. Yes. But I don't think Aladdin is. He's a bit potato-faced. I, I think he's quite classic <laughs> looking for the time. Okay. And I do believe that was all... Because she said, like, you're perfect. She did. You're perfect. Yes. So yeah. that... I really like that. And I did... That was another aspect to it, which I found so interesting. Like, were they trying to say that the only people who survived were the beautiful people? Like, were there lots I of know, that's ugly brown-haired people who didn't make it? Because usually beautiful people in Doctor Who are bad. Yes. But it's almost like the, their perfection is what has kept them kept alive. alive. There's their perfect inside and out kind of thing. They're pacifists, they're beautiful, they're kind of, that's the reason. But they're not all beautiful, continued. are they? I mean, let's, I present Dione's you. pretty beautiful. Dione's gorgeous. Yes. But she's only employed because she's really beautiful. Yeah. Although she can act. Yeah. But there's other women who are, there's an older one. But I, I'm not saying that they're not allowed to age, <laughs> but I just feel that they're... I am. <laughs> Temosis is an older guy. Temesis. They call oh, them Temesis. Yeah. I think you're right. Temesis sounds right. Ruder. Um, but I, can I just present Antidus? He's a bit of a lump, isn't he? He's a bit of a lump. But it, yeah. Let's come back to Antidus because I've got questions about Antidus. I was very annoyed that Dione was um, one of those... Women who hates other women. I know. It was so like, She's like what, why did you give this job to a woman? She says. I know. Better to give better to give them to a man. Yes. For drugs. And it really led me to think like I loved how progressive the Thals were. And I, I feel even though their pacifism was portrayed as a weakness, yeah. I feel like it showed that they'd kind of evolved a higher order of thought where they pacifism was the way forward, which yeah. I liked. But There'd been no evolution with regards women. There was no. just like. Although, as one thing I do think, although obviously Gannatus was attracted to Barbara, I think he also liked the fact that she was get up and go. Yes, he was quite respectful with her in that way. But is that because Dione is Aladon's? Aladon's? Is that his? Dione's his. It feels like she was very possessed. Yeah, oh, completely. Because he ended up when it was the punching entirely. thing. It, it was ownership, wasn't it? Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, no, it certainly wasn't a, a win for women, this one. No. So anyway, we're back with Susan. Oh, can I tell you, when Susan gets back with the drugs, having yeah. had a little moment with Aladdin, that I love that loads of scenes were cut. Oh. I love it in oh, Doctor Who when there's a jump back. cut into something else, and I think, wow, she's just there. Yeah, she, then we don't see her running through the jungle again, unless And we don't see her being um, interrogated by the Daleks, because they mm. take one set of drugs from her. Which yeah, is crucial storyline-wise. Yes. Which I don't remember any of that storyline at no, all. This was actually, new yeah, to me. The Daleks yeah. trying out the drugs on themselves. Yes. I don't remember it. Oh, actually, before we go back there. Sorry, yes. Just remembered. She's like, oh, yeah, no, the Daleks are all alive. Yeah, they're fine. And he's oh, yes. like, oh, so... So if, they've survived. So but, they've survived. But if they... Uh, if if it's done whatever it's done to us and they've not got any drugs, I wonder what they're like. Yeah. And Susan's like, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> she, she doesn't offer any information like, I've met them. And I met them. quite metal and a bit round. Like, she, <laughs> she didn't say anything. <laughs> but there's never a lot of that going on where people should be able to relate things that they I don't. I think Susan kept an awful lot of plot to herself. <laughs> There's so much shit she should have said that she just forgot to let people know. Like, I still don't even get why she wrote that letter. Like, if she's, At the point that she's decided that the Daleks have had, she's still writing the letter to the Thals and signing it Susan. Which I shows think she's just she enjoying playing with crayons. 
Because it is crayon she's written with, isn't it? It's a really big handwriting. <laughs> but yes, um, what I like is the, also the thing about how the rain is two years overdue. I felt like give it a sort of like, mm. gosh, this is a serious crop situation. Yes. They don't look very thin though, do they? No, they're doing quite well. Yes. Yes. What are they eating though? I want to know. The whole, yeah, the, the food situation does concern me throughout. I, I've got like images in my head of, of the Daleks ploughing fields and kind of, where did that fucking fruit come from otherwise? Like there must be whole worker Daleks Worker sections. Daleks in a sort of hydroponic centre. Yes. And just see we them with their gardening gloves on. Little aprons. How are they coping? Little like, sort of Margot have... from the Good Life basket. Yes. But they must have metal strips in between. Otherwise they wouldn't get through. It's got they to wouldn't. be quite a... Yeah, so that basket of fruit really upset me for a long time. I love it as well when um, Tomosis read, Temesis Temesis, reads you. Susan's note and he changes the word that she wrote to synthetic. What did she like, write? She wrote artificial sunlight. Ah. And she's like, like, synthetic sunlight. And I'm like, oh, I didn't like the word artificial. Yeah, <laughs> wrong girl. Rude. I did like that they were, the fabrics that all of them were using were very man-made. Who were? Like everyone. Like there was nothing in there that felt sackclothy or oh, the, you mean the, the, the thals? thals. Yes. They were like that um, that cloak being those odd hexagony things. The fact they were wearing PVC and everything, it, like the whatever that monster thing was called, the breastfeeding power supply. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magnodon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone... otherwise known as the breastfeeding power supply. <laughs> You know, but yeah, like everything. Is there only what can really... I say? Is there only one Magnodon? I think so. Is it like the Scarrison? <laughs> yes. Oh my God! The breastfeeding power supply of Zygons and of the Daleks. The Magnodon no, of the Thals. Of the Thals, you fool. Yes. Anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yes, you bastard. Man-made fibers. But yes, no, I just felt it was quite true. Scarrow is like a not a natural place. Everything there is created. It's fabricated. It's yes. something that that needs the kind of more. Exactly. Plasticky side of things. I really, I like that they kept with that the mm-hmm. whole time. I love the fact that the Daleks are seen to be so sneaky. <gasps> I was just about to say that. Are you? Yes. They're a different type of Dalek. I think if they kept being this kind of Dalek, I would have liked them more. They're really sneaky because they try stuff out, like they try the drugs out on themselves. Yes. And they're like thinking about <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love, you can't just go past that, the try stuff out on themselves. They have a whole trip. Yes. <laughs> a magic mushroom moment. Yeah. Let's just play that in now where the Dalek has had drugs. <laughs> Dalek on drugs. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? It's beautiful. A beautiful you just, moment. You can't imagine a Dalek on drugs in any other Dalek story. Like, well, apart from the chase, perhaps. Okay, that yeah, feels like everyone's on drugs. Yeah. Totally on drugs. Probably every time they travel, they just pop a quick pill. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, the sneakiness of the Daleks. They um, they they say, "Oh, we'll give them food and water, and then they'll have a false sense of security, mm. and then we can completely fool the idiots." Yes. I found they were very aloof as well, and yeah. kind of uh, the fact that, like, when the guys come in, I know I've skipped ahead a bit, but for coming for the fruit, um, like <laughs> they're hiding, like 
behind things. I know, they're like, all right, let's just go back a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come and get you. It's really cute. It's good. But yeah, Cute's one word. Well, yeah. I guess it's just, I, I feel like they missed how the Daleks were introduced originally later on. And they did really talk about them as not having personalities as not ha- as just being so logical obviously when we get to destiny and like they they can't make any interesting fucking decision whatsoever so yeah. they've got that um stalemate with the mavellans and now yeah. we're just i felt like here they were clever and logical but with personalities and just so far from being the whiny little bitches they become because yes. they really do exterminate. Yes, well, having said that, it's still hard to listen to their dialogue often. Yeah, you sort of start to slip away, don't you? I'm like, oh, if if they talk for too long, you're like, yeah. no, the monotones get cut me. them out, cut yeah. the scene, cut the yeah. scene quick. But yeah, no, there was a definite kind of a sneakiness to them that made them personalities. That yeah, yeah. that. That was the always the good thing about them. Not that they were metal. It was the fact that there were people inside. There were things. Yeah. And early on, certainly you had a grumpy Dalek and you mm. had the, the useless Dalek in the chase you have. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, can I just say, um, back to the Thals, can I just say how much I wanted to be Ganatus? I was like, he's the coolest. Right. That's why you keep calling him handsome. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think he's handsome? No. Oh, really? I just think they're all quite blonde in the 60s and ugly. Rude. So, yeah, I just love the fact, it's not so much his looks, it partly is, but it's also the fact he's like really, the word I keep writing down, I wrote down, and I'm like, I don't even know whether this is a word, is louche. Is it louche or louche? L-O-U-C-H-E? I can't help you here. Which is just kind of, I think it just means kind of like completely relaxed, completely laid back. And like when they're having this really serious talk about the Daleks and stuff, he's just lying down. He's like, yeah, whatever. Right. And his playful way with Diony, he's just like... A way I would never be in that situation. Right. I just like so I find that really sort of like yes, love yeah. that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there is a coolness to him. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Um Oh, I've tell really, me. missed a bit. Tell me. I really wasn't seeing that bit coming where the TARDIS crew all have a little bit of a rough and tumble, they all have a go at each other. They and have then fun knock when out they're doing the that, camera. Don't they? It's just so lovely. They enjoy it so much. They, they have together. giggle. They, they giggle so giggle. much. Yes. Ever since you talked alone to the Daleks, you've been on their side. What have they done? Bribed you or something? Look, I want to know why. Why are you on their side and against the rest of us? Take your hands off me. How dare you, sir? I want an answer. Did I hurt you? Don't waste time. Fix you for a while. Do you think it was broken accidentally in their struggle? No, the cable is strong. They have broken it deliberately. I love it because the Daleks are like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> they're really like, strong wire. That was fake. I think they even say, they broke it deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It does. But like the TARDIS brilliant. crew will congratulate themselves on yeah, their brilliant everyone. ploy. But yeah, and also like the Doctor, I think. I didn't realise how much he obviously didn't like Barbara before, but he keeps commenting on how he kind of likes her a bit now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gives her a quick hug at that point, and he's, he's but like, there's oh, this yeah. also a bit very soon after that, which I really enjoyed, where Ian says something, and the doctor says, I know you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ian says, I don't know. He's like, I know you don't know. You're useless. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> yes. Right. And, um, yeah, I guess it's just a nice little reminder as well that this... 
this era of Doctor Who, they're just happy to kill anything. Regard, I mean, at the stage where they kill the Dalek, just pull his body out of his shell yeah. that keeps him alive. Oh, onto that though. Bad yeah. moment. Ooh. Oh yes, Susan and Barbara, you better go and. Have, oh yes, play you're too feeble for this. Can you just go? And oh, hang this is men's work. Yes. So, but what were you going to say about? Oh, but the just the fact that it was so. Like, oh, yeah, just put him over there in the corner. Like, there's just no regard for life if it's not a human. Exactly. It's just, okay, no, it just needs to die. I don't really know if they're bad people yet. They're keeping us prisoner, therefore, kill them all. But what I'd forgotten was, you know, when the hand comes out, end of episode three, mm. under the cloth, you think that's going to have an effect. Like, it'll attack someone. Yes. Because, it, yeah, because the fact that it's again in, like, the replay, obviously, for the next episode, you're like, oh, it definitely is going to. So they're going to go back in their cell and it's going to attack them. No. Just Never picked up throwaway. again. It's <laughs> yeah. like Acorn Antique. Yeah. We'll pick that up <laughs> in a storyline later on. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I must also say about the scene where they um, later successfully disable the Dalek. How yes. much fun that is. But also the fact that um, before that, that they get the shoes, the mud off the shoes, and how yeah. they always use everyday clothing. Oh, that's when he hugs her. Is that it? Was it? Yes. He's like, oh, good job, Barbara. Yes. Um, shoes are always important. Aren't they, though? Ties. Cardigans, particularly. Mm. Cardigans are very useful. I mean, there's unravelling of cardigans yes. to get down off the city of Mechanis. Yes. Mechanis. And also there's um, Barbara's cardigan that's also used to distract a Dalek that they call Archie at one point. And shoes. Shoes, sweetie. Famous shoes seen in yes. Keys of Marinus when Ian's not wearing any shoes because he's already given them to... Susan. Oh yes, he's wandering around barefoot quite a lot. And he says, <laughs> William Hartnell, brilliant. If you had your shoes on, my boy, you could have lent her hers. Go, Willers. So, can we come on to the subject of Antidus? He's sensible. Yeah, it's like he fears his death and he dies. Yeah, exactly. It's and you just... can argue it's his fear that leads to his death because he doesn't quite do the jump well enough. Yeah. But really, like, yeah, it, it, nothing that he was afraid of was an unreasonable fear. Like, no. everything that he was afraid of... Because Elion's really just been cool. snatched. Elion wasn't worried about the um, water beast thing that comes no. and snatches him. But he should have been. Yeah, no. Because Antidus wouldn't have sat near the river. <laughs> He'd have much more sense. And uh, this whole thing, to me, is because they're obviously they're inciting the, the pacifists to be <laughs> violent, they are saying that... Not wanting to fight, being someone who doesn't believe in that, is weakness. It really, to me, was it was a very strong message in there. So his unwillingness to move into that, his strong belief that fighting is a really stupid thing and being But afraid, isn't that because Antidus is scared more than he thinks it's a principle? Yeah. But then I guess being afraid of something that's terrifying makes sense. Yeah. So I've just remembered what it was that yeah. Susan forgot to tell everyone. What was it? <laughs> Useless girl. <laughs> we should never have relied on you. Yeah, like when they kind of escaped, and then they're like, "Oh, I see someone over there. It's a human." And like, it's like she'd completely forgotten to tell the entire TARDIS team that she'd met humans and that she'd also written a letter. No, she did. No, she did say that because because they got the drugs they... off Aladdin. She did explain oh, okay. about that. She but did then tell she them about. She didn't say, "I've written a letter to entice them all into a trap." Just at that moment, so we should look out come. for them. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Let's "Oh shit, them. yeah, I wrote a note, and they're going to come, and they're all about to go to a trap." Oh no! Yeah, like that was a bit last minute. So, Pip Maidley on Twitter makes gifts that needed to exist. Okay. And I'd like him to make a gif of this of 
the TARDIS team shouting at the window. It's like, go away! Yeah. You can't hear them, it's silence. No, Good. and it doesn't actually look like there's any glass there. They're just kind of banging onto midair. I know, like it really does. Heat. Good. Um, what else? I love the peacefulness of the of Temesis. Tell I me. Ju- I just liked him. I just liked his calm. I thought... He said yeah, lots of things that were good. He did. He had a There's really good There's that bit point. about surprising how defeat can easily become a victory. Mm. There's a lot about, yes. He did speak in a bit in homilies. Yeah. In adages. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd got a book of quotations in, down his PVC yes. trousers. And it did, even though they did kind of give him thoughtful bits, the, the overall thing was, if you're a pacifist, you're stupid. Yeah. And you're going to die anyway, so... Yeah. Temesis, suppose the Daleks refuse to help us. What then? I believe the Daleks hold the key to our future. Whatever that future may be, we must accept it gracefully and without regret. I wish I could be as objective as you. We've lived for so long a time. Perhaps we have lived too long. I've never struggled against the inevitable. It's a vain occupation. But I should always advise you to examine very closely what you think to be inevitable. It's surprising how often apparent defeat can be turned to victory. I must commend Ian on being one of the best fake Daleks ever. Yeah. I love him so much. I could not believe that they left him in there. I know. He's like, leave me. And like, and well, Barbara doesn't want to, but the others are very quick to go, I feel. (laughs) And like, there is no, and like, if they'd have left him there, Dead. Like if, if he hadn't got out of that yeah. bloody catch, that was madness. It was madness. Yeah. But again, the lift made me think. The lift shaft and all the way that was shot made me think that city's huge. Yeah. Yeah. You could good. tell they were up a tower. Ooh. Yes. And all the dark cutting through is exciting. It was slightly Thunderbirds. You're always waiting for the, them to cut through the door. Finally. Yes. Always doing that in Thunderbirds. Yeah. But um, yeah. But good. still, I was actually a little bit nervous, and the fact that as soon as they come in, they just shoot the Dalek. Like I was like brilliant like they were not leaving anything up to chance there question for you what does fear breed potatoes no hatred and war it's true this is a message for our times fear breeds hatred and war no you're right actually i don't know who said it but it was in there somewhere good i wrote it down i like the bit where um i can't remember what he says oh yeah so the doctor um admits that he's been a bit of a twat um, and he's like yeah it's a good job you're not vindictive isn't it and, then, and Ian's like yeah but can you get my effing name right next time <laughs> I am paraphrasing but I really enjoyed that just Definitely. to show that it was winding him up it's yeah, quite cool Exactly. do you like the hexagon solar systems the prop the hexagons with the solar systems on them. Were you watching? No, that's when I was making tea. Oh, I see. Those hexagons with solar systems on them. I love them. Good. They're my favourite. Good work. And there's nice someone dies. Hexagons, yes. Called Takanga. And suddenly everyone's like, Takanga's dead. Takanga's dead. Takanga's dead. Yeah. Who's Takanga? No idea. But they died. Oh, no. They sound like their New Zealand place name. They do. To Papa. So, I do feel that the Thals are kind of presented as naive about the pacifism, though. It's a bit yes. Neville Chamberlain. It really is. And, like, the Daleks are like the Nazis, like Hitler and the Nazis, and they're like, no, don't go and be nice, because they'll kill you. Mm. 
Don't be trusting. There's there's real fair points on either side. Like there they is. do they do try and present the pacifism to a degree as it's an option and you can understand why they came up with it. However, there was like you, you just can't do that. But I did feel that like I mean initially the doctor was Switzerland. Initially the yes. doctor was all like you know I don't want to get involved with this. Right but right, that's right, isn't that more through self preservation though? Because he actually yeah. says at one point it's none of our business. Yes. which basically means I want to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, yeah, and it really is. I mean, that's what I feel like Switzerland. They weren't being that particularly helpful, were they? No. Um, Very Swiss doctor here. Yeah, but then at the end, when it's going to help him, he's like, nah, fuck it, kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Not very yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, of course, the crucial scene in which Ian takes Dione. I always like that bit. Yeah. Well, I kind of did, but I kind of thought it was gross The ownership well. of fitness. No. No. I think it was the fact that... His point to make was that pacifism is not an okay approach. Yeah. And I think it kind of is. Like, I just don't feel that his... Yeah, I mean, I, I do like to stand up for what you believe in. And absolutely, yeah. like, that is an important factor for me. But their unwillingness to go to war should be commended. And him using a small point to try yeah. and make them start a war that they pretty much have no chance of winning, really, yeah. is is so selfish it's like that to me is his own he thinks he knows better he thinks that his way is best and so by proving this one small thing he makes them change their entire although life. he does have a crisis of confidence about it because he does say to barbara what argument can you make for a man to sacrifice himself for you and the answer is no no, no argument mm. you should never yeah. make someone sacrifice themselves on your behalf for whatever the excuse yeah so yeah, so I do, And in yeah, fact, it's Barbara who's more bloody, you know. She's so selfish. It was bizarre. There's even a line. This is no time for morals. I know. That was what the doctor said, though. Wasn't Just it? common Luke. sense. Yes. Yeah. Well, does that mean that everyone has to die? Is there a point in which morals are out of the window? This, so this is a point where the first doctor, where you really don't know him. Or the doctor. Mm. And he's like, he's done already done evil things. Mm. Like, he's going to leave Cal to die. Or... Yeah. And so I guess it's defining who he is at that point. I guess he morphs into someone who's kinder. So we kind of want to say, we want to shout at him, no, you're nicer than this. You have a better personality than this. You care. But he clearly doesn't. doesn't, And this is the earlier Doctor. And this is what started it. So I guess he's allowed to be a bit selfish. Yeah. How you two can stand there wasting time with small talk beats me. I could assure you, young lady, I haven't been wasting my time. There's always a way. You always think of something, Grandfather. Thank you, my dear. Your faith in me is something that I prize very highly. You all realise, of course, we cannot succeed against the Daleks alone. Of course not. We have a ready-made army here, the Thals. They're strong and they have one great advantage against the Daleks. They can move so much more quickly. They have one great disadvantage. They have no arms or ammunition. Well, that's all right, young man. The mind will always triumph with me to lead them. The Thals are bound to succeed. But, Grandfather, we've been talking and arguing about this all morning. The Thals won't fight. They're against war. My dear child, this is no time for morals. They must fight for us. Why? Oh, my dear young lad. I do hope you're not going to be difficult. The doctor's right. Ian, can't you see? If only we can get the Thals to attack the city, we could beat the Daleks and get the link back. It's just common sense. But can you tell me... Yes. Why do the Daleks want the drugs? So the Daleks take the anti-radiation drugs in case that the radiation is affecting them in a bad way. And they don't know. So they think, oh, we'll have some of those anti-radiation drugs that Susan's brought back. Why don't they go and have a wander in the jungle first to see if they need it? I know. Because really, like taking drugs... I think they're quite... Maybe they just wanted some drugs. (laughs) Very strange. I think they're quite experimental. Yeah. 
But um, and also then then the the other plot point of <coughs> if you don't need the drugs, why do you believe you want the neutron bomb? Because you're probably just fine. Yes, this is true. This is something I I thought was true as well. Is that um correct? <laughs> correct. Thank you. Because although it affects everyone in in area three, they keep saying area three has been affected. They're all infected now. <laughs> Not infected. They've all taken the drugs. I think. Or is it that they're infected? Is it that there's too much air from outside? I don't know. But the fact is, they say we need to release another neutron bomb. Luckily, it takes 23 days for them to be able to fire it up, so they can't do it. Yeah, but, I've um, always found that with my neutron bombs. No, 23 days, not a mo- not a day more or less. No. But, yeah. Can I just say as well? Yeah. Love the Doctor Who title sequence on the control panel. Yes. With a bit of without the Doctor Oho bit, no, but no, yeah, true. But yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. Oh, well, can I just go back to Dione? Well, not back to her, but when she's talking to Aladdin about the situation with Ian, and she turns to him, she says, "If you hadn't fought him, I think I might have hated you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was quite strong. Hated. Very not strong. Annoyed, but you wouldn't hated. cross Dione. <laughs> I think Dione would be quite a handful of a wife. I think she'd be quite high maintenance. When you say that I want to kill you, I I hate you. (laughs) Not a handful of a wife. That makes her like a possession again. I mean, a handful of a person. Yeah, she's just. (laughs) I thought you were saying like that only then to me. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you for that comment. What I mean is more of a handful as a person because she. I think she'd be high maintenance. I think she'd want that headdress sprucing regularly. (laughs) She does manage to. Do very well with her hair in a jungle. She gives away that. Do you know why she gives away that cloak to Susan? It's only she can, so she can get herself and just get yeah, another get one. A new one. <laughs> Back to plateau number three. Yes. Very, very nice cloak. I'm off to Tammy Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, oh. Um, oh. I, I, there's more plot points that can Tell me more me. about the plot points. I'm... I'm hurtling towards episode six here yeah, yeah no i think i'm there um no i'm at seven sorry <laughs> how did the souls win <laughs> win what at the end yeah we're not getting there yet <laughs> god rewind sorry I'm can fine. i just like the bit i like to say about susan being amazing mm. so there's the, in the war of the pacifist morals are unimportant i want to get home world of hell yeah you've got susan and ian versus barbara and the doctor mm. weird weird mm war situation but Susan says I, I see what Ian means it's about helping themselves getting them to help themselves not just helping ourselves not just us mm. Susan gets it yes I don't remember Susan and Ian being very um, alliance ever after this no but, but no. They're, they're good here never at all yeah anyway, it's always Barbara and episode Susan. 6 yeah. so can we talk about the problem with episode 6 and indeed 7 Oh, you see, I think that's why I've skipped over it all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, can we just forget that bit ever happened? The yeah, it's just so pointless, all of that journey. Why did they do this whole journey past the swamps, the swamp eating monster? He doesn't eat swamps, he eats people. Yeah. Poor Alion. Yeah. But they have to go all through those tunnels and all that business. And then a whole episode later or more, they just bump into Aladon at the city. Yeah. And- the Doctor and Susan have done loads of shit there already. Yeah, it's like, been there forever. They've done the static electricity thing. Yeah, it was just... They've done things with reflective mirrors and yeah, lots busy, has happened. Busy, busy. bees. Yes. But they're just doing this big expeditionary thing. Yeah, it really... I mean, it was just obviously so so needed to fill a, an episode, but it was just... It was a real shame. 
Yeah. 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 One bit I did like, though. Okay, to say, we mustn't diddle about here. (laughs) (laughs) Favourite line in the whole episode. We mustn't diddle about here. Sorry, carry on. Um, Just the... The... um, The shot of all of the um, people walking along the side of a a cliff or something all bar one wearing their PVC with the cutouts. Ian's not wearing them. He, Ian won't wear them. I know. But it's like they're doing a little conga down the wall. <laughs> you, like, I don't think Ian would suit them. <laughs> I really, really wish he'd been forced to wear no, them. No, I don't. Actually. I don't think I'd want think to see that. I think it would have been amazing. Really? Yes. <laughs> really amazing. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Evelina Curry would have liked that. Do you Ian sorry. in PVC. <laughs> Dirty I really... girl. I was quite... Maybe she made Tom May to wear PVC. Ah, Sorry. You go there. Unnecessary. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. I was always very, very upset Tell me. by the sight of um, Barbara's toes. We got too really? much Barbara toes. You always see toes when I don't I see did... toes. She, she was keeping her foot on the bloody rope. And then it all slipped out the way. The kind of the cack-handedness of her being crap with a rope and then the toes and the everything falling. She had some nice antitus, not antitus, scanitus scenes as they start to grow. Have moved away from the toes? Yes. Okay, right. Good. We can't diddle about here, you know. <laughs> so, um, Ian, don't you think he's super brave in the tunnels, though? For someone who's a science teacher, he's very get-up super and go. Super brave. Super Thank you. Yeah, I thought that. But yeah, no, he is. He's definitely in charge of the group, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he very much so. Not and Galatus is kind of like, yeah, it's fine. I like the fact he doesn't take charge. He's like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's not even threatened by Ian. He's nah, just like, yeah. He's like, I know, yeah. I'm good, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't need that. Plus, I get to hang out with Babs Arama. Yes. <laughs> yes. Any old excuse will do. So poor old Antidus falls to his death. Yes. Well, he decides to help. What does he decide to help them? Or does he just think, oh, it'll be over now. I'll just cut the rope. Yeah, like I don't, I can't tell whether it's help because they make out like it was a real kindness, but I don't yeah. feel like I agree there. But beautiful shot of him hanging there. I don't know how they filmed that because it looks like he's absolutely hanging from a rock face on his rope. Oh, I guess it does actually. Very I good. When it's actually but really that moment obviously did say something to me because when I did entries for the Hublik Strategies book. Hmm. Edited by Elton Town and Jones. Oh, yeah. God, um, I never understood any of that book. I'm did you not? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? So it was all about my little bit on the darks. It was all about Antidus and his point of view at that moment when he was holding the rope and when he was oh. going to cut it. He did cut it. I think the last sentence was Antidus cuts the rope. Bastard. So we're definitely into episode seven, which I believe is entitled The Rescue. Oh, yeah. Um, Sounds like a good Not name. with Vic's vapour rub, though. Not with Vicky. No. So, Antidus dies. Yep. They get to the city. Aladdin's already there. They could have just cut to the chase, already been there yes. all the time. They did do some good stuff while they were there. Let's be honest. There was lots of running aroundy, just playing tag with Daleks. Like, it was fun. Mm. They were doing things. They were. There was Tarzan moments. There was. And, of course, we have a Terry Nation standard. We have a countdown. Oh, yes. I and mean, there's even a, a Blake 7 episode which is called Countdown that Terry Nation wrote. Amazing. But he has to have a countdown. Um, but can I just say, the, the inability to have any sort of plan at all, when they, the Thals yes, all get together, all that effort honestly, they've gone to around an acid they don't pool, even coordinate like, activities between more than one person. What are you doing? Um, 
Don't I'll, know, I'll have sail down a wall. Yeah. I'll. Barbara decides to take a big brick to throw at a Dalek unnecessarily. Always works. Lob a brick. Yeah, whereas before, mud carefully applied to the front of her thing. Then it's she all was thinking. just like, let's all just die. Yeah. Let's all just run We've into one of the Daleks. Come all this way, let's just do all it. All die. No plan whatsoever. Um, but somehow it works. Uh, yeah, so can you just explain to me how? Well, I think it's because they've already started to work on the static electricity thing. So already the power is low. Right. So it's something to do with the power. And the doctor says at one point, come and help me over here, Chesterton, with this thing. And the doctor's like, and he's like, you must come here and help me with this thing. Yeah. And Ian's like, no, no, it's fine. See, they're already died. Oh. So I was a bit confused about that. Oh, they're already useful. dying. And then they made that noise I make when I fake cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the Daleks are dead. That's good. So, so we or have at fake least... crying noises now. I'm not very good with this with this cough. No, I mean. Oh, we can have the Dalek played in. Listen to me. Yes. Stop our power from wasting, or it will be end of the Dalek. Even if I wanted to, I don't know how. Now, the thing that really surprised me, and mm. I thought, ooh, that scene in later in Peter Davis' Doctor Who is completely unique. There's never been anything like it. Um. Why does this never happen before? When Peter Davison, as the fifth Doctor, says, after everyone dies on the sea base four, in Warriors of the Deep, there could have been another way. Well, surely there must have been another way. Ganeter says it at the end he of the dance. He stands amidst all of it, and he says, if only there'd been another way. Yes. I didn't realise that was totally happened already in Doctor Who. Yes. Do you think that was deliberate or I think they've forgotten that it happened before. Mm. But I must say, I did enjoy the directorial sweep. I'm going to say it's Christopher Barry again, not Richard Martin. Okay. Sweep around the control Richard room. Richard Martin the... hates you, by the way. He's dead, I think. I think he must be dead. In his grave, hating. Yeah. He's probably got a cravat on, even now. <laughs> and the camera sweep across the room. Of the devastated Daleks and stuff. I love that. Mm. Nice flourish. Thank you. Thank you. We're almost there, you know. I know. I know that. So Hartnell, the Doctor, has a lovely chat with Aladdin. Oh, yeah? About always search for the truth. And he says, my truth is in the stars. Yes, that was quite cute. And as if to underline it, do you remember at the end of the Reign of Terror? Yes. Previously on the podcast. Yes. Our destiny is in the stars, and we will search for it. Yes, so that's true. He does think his truth is in the stars, and yeah. they've got to search for it in the stars. I don't know what it means, though. No, but that's very what I he believes he firmly. He's a wanderer, and that's where he's supposed to be. So I think everyone. again, that's David Whittaker knitting up the whole first series. <gasps> Story arc, joy. Story arc in the very first series of Doctor Who. Mm. Truth is in the stars. You've got to keep traveling in order to find your truth. Mm. They know their truth is not there on Scarrow. They have to search and find themselves and discover more about themselves before yes. they access truth. My goodness, that's huge. I know. Good. Um, one thing that made me laugh, though, mm. is when he turns down Aladdin's offer that they stay with them. Mm. And he's like, no, because you really need to sort yourselves out. And he's like, when your grandchildren sort stuff out, maybe I'll live with them. Yeah. He's kind of like... Once you've worked Once out the technology for, for spa baths, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really comfortable houses, I'll stay. Plummet with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
but not now because you got nothing. But the other thing I liked about that is that he's like talking about perhaps hanging with the Thal's grandkids. Yeah. But what actually happens is that he meets the Daleks over and over and over again and never, ever goes back to the Thal's. Yeah, he goes back to the Thal's from beforehand, who are completely different, but he never actually goes back and visits them. Yet the people who we think are out of the plot become far too regular. Something I love about the first series... Do tell. ...is continuity of things, and particularly here, the material that Scanatus gives Barbara, which mm. she makes into a dress, presumably on board the TARDIS. Is that and man she wears, made fibre? I think it is. And she wears it in the sensorites with a big big old pendant. Aww. I know. So Good. we now turn to our love correspondent, Alex Harper, to tell us about the kiss. Oh, dirty. <laughs> no need for that. Really? We're British. Um, <laughs> well, some of them are Scaro-esque. Scaro-ese. <laughs> Actually, that brings me back to something from the first episode where, where not only is the TARDIS fully automatic yeah. and makes things that are bacon flavour, but it's English bacon flavour. I love that it was English bacon. Is that what they say? Yeah. They don't say Danish bacon. No, it's English bacon. English bacon. I know. It's bacon like eggs, all, all eggs and bacon. Other bacon is wrong. It has to be English bacon. Yeah, Can we I make do. our own bacon? We must do. We always do, apparently. We say, seeing this, saying this in New Zealand yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> we. I don't think I've English bacon for a long time. Anyway, sorry, back tell to us, the kiss. Wh- tell us um, about the kiss. So, um... I think Ganatus, clearly in love, um, does a lovely little snuggly bit with her hands, like, oh, I just really like you and your lovely hands. And she's like, sod this, give us a big squisher kiss on your face. <laughs> I know! And she goes... <laughs> <laughs> she's after. She's after him, isn't she? He's stunned. And he says, but he means he says, I don't think I'll be sad. No! But I will miss her forever. <laughs> <laughs> An odd line, not oh, rude. No. I do think... If he's not even into Dione, who is there for Aunt Ganatus there? I'm sorry. Is there lots of people who aren't there in that yes, in that group? There's hundreds Are there of lots beautiful of people. Good. Oh, with lovely spiky bits in their hair. Looking Good. Gorgeous. I'm relieved. Yeah. And then they're in the TARDIS, they're away again. Mm. Bless them. All about their business in the console room. And then there's a big explosion. Shit. It's the edge of destruction next. Oh, poor thing. Lock the scissors away. <laughs> That's what I would say. No stabby Anne. Yeah. No stabby Susan. <laughs> so, so I think we've gone quite thoroughly through the Daleks there. You yes, said you I had... feel like I watched it. I feel like you watched it. You didn't feel like it at the time, did no. you? No. <laughs> I kept feeling like I was falling asleep. Rude. Yeah, so, who's going to do the summary first? Shall I or shall you? You! Okay. So much to say. So I think it's a hugely important story. Um, sets up so much about what Doctor Who is. Particularly script editor flourishes from David Whittaker that makes us care about the companions and their relationships. And it's about that as much as it is about the Daleks. And how, how we're invested in them. But the fact that Nation, to his credit, came up with a whole society, a, whole, a really good idea of the neutron bomb and exploration of pacifism and it doesn't it's not clear which side we come down on in the end it's quite complicated but I think there's quite a lot of lyricism in the script and I think it certainly keeps you watching I think it doesn't help watching it all as seven episodes in one go I think episode by episode week by week it would have been wow this is exciting that's true but um, certainly when we had that little big actually box set Mm, massive 
of the first four episodes and then episodes five to seven. I think episodes one to four was the Daleks, episodes five, no, it was the Dead Planet, episodes five to seven was the Expedition. Oh, is that what they did? I think so. Wow. But um, I love the sepia tone of one of the box covers. Love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my view on the Daleks. I'm very glad you chose it. Good me. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it was a good thing to revisit Daleks with a different view. Like, I feel quite soon after they're brought in, you lose who they are. I feel like the next people who started using the Daleks forgot their backstory and turned them into just logical machines that just were callous and cruel. But this made me like them more. Their backstory, the fact that they were hugely intelligent, the fact that their brains were so big and they needed a machine to to keep them going around. They were the, the more pacifist race that then that was interesting. switched with the Thals because of what had happened to them, I guess. All of that just seemed clever. It just, I really felt like the thing that most Doctor Who fans, I think, really have always been hooked on is just really clever plots with a wonderful world that you just couldn't possibly imagine. And And I think they did that really beautifully for the Daleks. It's a shame that it's called the Daleks. I mean, it probably isn't, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't cover, it doesn't make you think of that world. I wish it was called something fantastical because then it would just evoke, I think, the feelings that people must have had at the time. It was... Can of worms truly opened there as to what it's actually called. Oh, I know, the mutants, the Daleks, the whatever. The dead the planet. Dead, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but still, <coughs> none of them work, but it, yeah. Actually, the dead planet probably would be better. Mm. I think the dead planet works really quite nicely. I think that evokes yes. feelings. And yes, there's a real kind of nastiness yeah, to it all. I like that. But yeah, so it is good. Glad we watched it. It was slow at times. It's certainly not as pacey as I need. It's making me thinking I need a colour who fix. Yes, definitely need a colour who fix next. Yes. Um, but yes, good. Who is in our hall of potatoes? Potato as well. I'm obviously going to vote for Ganatus. Aren't you though? Yeah, Ganatus is amazing, particularly when he gets his Peter Davison moment. Yes. Good. I want Temesis in there because I think we need to have Dione in there, even though she's not enough of a strong force for feminism. She really isn't. She's as does she even get in the list? I think we have to put her in there. I think we have to, and then I think we have to have Doodly Flu on there. Al Aladdin. Yeah. No. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, we should have Aladdin. But what about Doody, throw yourself off a cliff, pacifist? Antidus. Antidus. I feel or was like he a coward? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I so, think we can only have four. Oh, F you then. I no, think... it's it's bloody Twitter. It's not me. F you then. <laughs> <laughs> I think Diane can't be on it because... Because you, you wouldn't vote for her, would you? She'd, well, someone would, obviously. You'd vote, I... for, you'd vote for her hair and yeah. her costumes. Actually, everyone would vote for her because people vote for the wrong things oh so therefore did take her off the list it's she didn't have a character all she did was was have a minor bitch mm -hmm. temesis had a real strength to him yes and all the other ones beginning with a and g <laughs> <laughs> oh what i really liked was the fact that they kept naming people who you didn't really know who they were like oh. tekanga <laughs> tekanga and yes. it was Christus, Christas, almost oh, Christian. Yeah. Christus was very good. Christus, go Christus. We liked him. Yes. 
So no Daleks get in there. No, because they're Daleks. They are Daleks, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Next story. Next story. Is... So, I think we've already decided. I think Should I just have. reveal? Yeah. We are going to watch a Tom Baker story. I don't think it's a classic, but I'm looking forward to watching it again. Good. Because I don't know it very well. Planet of Evil. Of Evil! 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 Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say Keeper of Track and then, so I'm interested. Yes, Planet of Evil! Yeah, yeah okay, let's do that. Let's do that let's one. Let's do that one. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. So, it's a, a, quite a dark goodbye. We've got this beautiful hill behind us. We've got a beach towards the front going forward. Alex is knitting an amazing bobble hat. It's beautiful. Can we, we can do a photo of it in the show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes, hat. sweetie yes. darling, or at least on Twitter. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, this has been episode, we don't know what number. Yeah, good one. Episode good one. Episode good one. Um, we will see you next time for fun on the planet Zeta Minor. Yes, there. You will. With Uncle Prent. With Uncle Prent. Yes. And his awful costume. <laughs> so until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. On World Enough and Time next month... We've come out of a time vortex at uh, the wrong point, that's all. A few years too late. How many? 30,000. It's a distress call. Someone's in trouble. Where? Who knows? Stand by for emergency materialisation. Well, we mustn't diddle about here.